You're listening to Youth and Loud. The show that's the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. On this episode, I interview Bianca and Kritz from the Big Sister Experience, which is a social enterprise that runs community events and in-school workshops that support teen and preteen girls. On the show, Bianca and Kritz talk about how some young people have been impacted by COVID-19 during the year, some things youth can do to support their mental health the importance of self-care and gratitude, and how parents and families can support a young person who is struggling with their mental health. Just to kick us off, I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about uh, the Big Sister Experience and um, I guess what, what inspired you guys to come up with this social enterprise? So can you talk a little bit about uh, the workshops and some of the programs that you guys run and I guess what kind of influence do you hope that the workshops and programs will have on young people? 
Yeah, so the Big Sister Experience is a three-point program. So the first point in our program is we work directly with young girls. So we start from around year four and we work all the way up to year 12. So we do those workshops, which we go into. We've got, they're all under the umbrella of self-love and self-confidence, but we go into a whole range of things. We go into mental health, we go into boundaries, peer pressure, um, you know, safe online use, consent, a whole lot of different topics. Uh, and the second point in our program is we work with teachers and parents just to uh, have that continuity of care and really provide them with skills and strategies to support the young people that we work with. And the third point in our program is we have an online program that uh, Bianca and I have made and it's kind of, we've got a four and a 12 week course for the teen girls. Yeah, but in, in answer to the second part of your question, what impact we, we hope that it has, we've had girls who have come through the program who reach out to us after and say, you know, I didn't think that I would need what you were teaching me, whether it's about having a courageous conversation or about consent, but, you know, six months down the track, I was in this situation and I was able to use the strategies you gave me, so thank you so much. Mm. Um, or we have parents and teachers reaching out saying that, They've got students or daughters who can now um, self-regulate and support themselves and who have real-life uh, implementable strategies that they can use to navigate the challenges of their teenage years. So that's the impact that the program is having. How do you think the young people have coped this year, I guess, with uh, everything that's been happening with COVID and the lockdowns and restrictions? Um, how do you think the young people have managed, I guess, with all of that? struggle to ask for help so I think we are going to see the effects of this year 
you know, into the future. However, in saying that, we've also spoken to some youths who absolutely flourished this year. They loved, you know, those more introverted, um, you know, they were able to really concentrate on their studies. Maybe they weren't distracted. Um, so there, there's really both both ends uh, of, of the spectrum that we're, we're really seeing. Yeah. Um, so Bianca and Critz, uh, what are some things that young people can do to, I guess, manage their own mental health and well-being, uh, particularly in relation to the challenges that they have experienced this year? So Bianca and I are all about open and honest communication. Uh, and we just think that the number one thing to support your mental health is to talk about it. Uh, because if we don't talk about it, you kind of bottle it up and, and you can actually, it makes the problem worse. So whether that be talking to your parents or a trusted adult or a sibling, a friend, anybody, even a, a stranger in a helpline, you know, we've got the kids helpline, we've got um, the texting apps now and so many different outlets that you can reach for help. And we just think that, that getting it out there is just going to be the really the first, but also the biggest and sometimes scariest step is to start talking about how we're feeling and just really, really being honest with ourselves and saying, you know, I'm, I'm not okay at the moment. And maybe I do need I do need some support at the moment and, and that can be a really scary step which why sometimes we suggest a stranger might be easier than somebody like a parent um, but that's probably our biggest strategy. I think also some basic ones, um, just making sure you're moving your body, whether that's going for a walk outside, whether that's literally doing some gentle stretching or yoga or doing a YouTube workout, um, moving the body, we know studies show us is you know, produces endorphins and all the feel-good juices um, in the body, uh, and it's really good for the mind. Uh, and also um, journaling or meditation, any kind of mindfulness, mindful colouring. Um, you know, the studies speak for themselves, but Crits and I practice everything that we preach. Uh, and really, when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling anxious, um, when we're feeling, uh, you know, we can have bouts of depression when we're going through these unsettling times, this kind of mindfulness, moving the body, journaling, meditating, um, that's all just basic mental health 101 that we promote in our, all our programs. Yeah. yeah. I would also say as well, we're, we're massive gratitude fans mm. uh, and there's more and more studies that are coming out now to show the, the benefits of, that gratitude has on our mental health and well-being. Mm. So, you know, simply you can just get into the habit and it gets easier and easier, but we can change our mindset in 21 days. So it's just simply listing three things per day or writing them down that you're grateful for. Uh, and it might seem like a little simple act, but it's actually the process that our brain goes through to look for those things that we're grateful for that can really help to shift our mindset. So we know that throughout 2020, it was uh, gratitude. Gratitude really helped us and interrupting anxiety with gratitude is a great option we always say because it's very hard to feel other emotions when you're in a state of gratitude so we we practice that regularly and try to kind of pull ourselves up from those those um uncomfortable feelings that we kind of don't want to drag throughout the day you're listening to youth and loud stay connected by following us on facebook and twitter send us an email at youthandloud at gmail.com and don't forget to check out our website, which is youthandloud.org, where you can listen to other episodes and find out more about the show. 
Um, and what what about friends? I guess what can a good friend do to support someone who might be going through a tough time, or if they've found this year particularly challenging, um, how can yeah. they best uh, you know show support? I think that this is a great question, and um, as someone who has in the past, and you know even recently with anxiety, suffer from anxiety and depression. Chris has been a really great support to me. So I know that she has some really great strategies on being a supportive friend. Yeah. So I think that the first thing that we need as well to get back to it is just to let our friends know. Um, because sometimes we think that everyone can read our minds, but, you know, you might be a little more agitated. You might not be feeling yourself. And it's really hard for a friend to kind of guess what's up or why you're behaving the way you are. So Bianca's always starts off the day if she is by just being, I'm feeling really anxious today or I'm, I'm feeling really agitated. So that way I'm able to be a little more patient, um, a little more understanding of how she's feeling. So I think that's, that's a two-way thing. Um, but also just figuring out what this kind of comes with time as well, what actually works. Like I know for Bianca, if she feels really overwhelmed, I'll be like, okay, I, I need you to write down what you actually need to do today. And then when she's written it down, she's like, oh, I don't actually have that much to do. So it's kind of being there to support, but also not taking over and just giving them the strategies that they can use. I can't really think of. Yeah, I think as well, it's important if you're a friend who's supporting a friend who's going through some stuff to remember to take care of yourself because we always say you can't pour from an empty cup. So if I'm trying to be a good friend and support Crits who's going through some stuff, I can't be a good friend, I can't listen to her, I can't help her if I'm completely de depleted. So mm. as the friend who's trying to support, making sure you're also asking for help and you're looking after yourself and you're, um, you know, practicing good yeah. mental health practices as well. So you can't be a supportive friend if you're not in a good place yourself. So just mm. prioritizing self-care and looking after yourself as well. Yeah. So I guess what about when it comes to parents and family? If a young person in a family setting is, you know, really struggling, um, what can parents and their family do to get around that young person and to best show support? I think, uh, like Chris said before, one of our biggest things is practicing open and honest communication. I think especially in a year like 2020, even us as adults felt a lot of apprehension and anxiety so modeling um, and sort of speaking out loud and having conversations with your family around what you're feeling mm -hmm. um, because then it shows them that it's okay to feel how they're feeling. So being really open and honest with your children about your challenges, your disappointments, your frustrations, your anxiety is normalizing what they're feeling. So mm -hmm. if you've got a teen or a young person who is not speaking to you or is withdrawn or you can see is going through a rough time, Opening up and being really vulnerable about the challenges you're facing as an adult and as a parent mm -hmm. creates a safe space where they feel like they're not crazy for feeling all the emotions that they're feeling. So mm -hmm. definitely being open and honest. And I think it, it can be harder for, you know, the, the older generations because we've really just started to normalize um, and take the taboo off mental health and talking about it as well so you know I, I still think there's a little bit of a stigma around it uh, so this can be really difficult for for parents to kind of open up and, and start to talk about really how how they're feeling we know that our dad 
you know, we always thought he was, which he was, this amazing, strong businessman, which he still is. But only recently has he shared, you know, some of the ups and downs and, and the real lows that came with business. Mm. And we've now got a different relationship with him because we see him as a real person. So I think this can be a difficult one, but, but so vital and important when it comes to supporting our young people's mental health. I was going to say another strategy for, for parents and families is to sort of not meet the, the energy that the young person is bringing. For example, uh, young people can feel very passionately and get angry and shout and yell. And when they're at this high energy, um, you know, spewing emotions and, and verbalising and angry, uh, and a parent starts yelling back, there's this sort of escalation that starts happening. So we always suggest to parents, if you've got a teen or a young person who's sort of firing off and, and very emotional and, and sort of their energies up here, just to meet them at a really calm energy and just, you know, just tell them, I can I, I can see that you're, you're feeling angry. I want you to know I'm here for you. This is a safe space. I'm ready to talk when you are. Um, and we know that not everyone has the kind of relationships where this dynamic will work, but it's really important not to meet them with yelling and anger and that just escalates the, converse, uh, the the situation. So that's definitely a strategy that we share with families and young people alike because sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes mum or dad's yelling and, um, you know, really fired up and to yell back and meet that energy and slam doors, it's not, no one's being heard. Um, so really just to be as calm as you can when emotions are heightened like that. I think they're, they're the main questions that I wanted to ask you both, but I guess before we finish um, today, is there anything else you wanted to, to say or to comment um, on before we finish? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, we, we always say that a traumatic event doesn't necessarily have to be something that we, in our minds, think is traumatic. It's something that's kind of happened too fast or too much of or, you know, the unknown, which is everything 2020 brought in so we can't underestimate the the traumatic event that 2020 was especially for our young people who this is when they're they're teens and they're pre-teens they're going through so many changes anyway so we really really want um you know parents if you're noticing any signs or changes in behavior or emotions uh please don't ignore that because um you know it might not just go away it might um, but we really want to give them the support and the care and the guidance that they need at this time, even if they they don't know what they need. Um, you are their parent, and you should be recognising these these changes in behaviours. And and let's get onto that as an you know a prevention and an early intervention instead of kind of hoping and wishing that it will kind of figure itself out. So yeah. we have a whole range of resources and blogs, um, free resources and guides on anxiety and parenting and yeah. things. Um, on our website, www.bigsisterexp.com um, and Facebook and Instagram. And we, as you heard our stories, it's a real passion project for us. So we're always happy to support parents or families or youth workers or whoever it is. We're all in this fight together to support our young people. So, mm. yeah, reach out if we can support in mm -hmm. any way. Beautiful. Um, so it's been really cool to chat to you both today about um, the Big Sister experience and about some things that young people can do to best support and manage their own mental health and well-being and to help out friends and family. Um, so thanks a heap for coming on the show. That brings us to an end of this episode of Youth and Loud. 
Remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter to stay connected or send us an email at youthandloud at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, which is youthandloud.org, where you can listen to other episodes and find out more about the show.